Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about my free weekly newsletter called Build Something Weekly. Each week, Monday mornings generally, you will get an email with a little bit of insight around WordPress and or podcasting. You'll get the latest of these episodes with the top takeaways, show notes, and more. And you'll get the latest content from the previous week. You also get a, a, a recommendation. It is action packed for your Monday mornings. It is free and it is weekly, and you can sign up over at buildsomething.email. Check it out. It's a free weekly newsletter over at buildsomething.email. Something I and perhaps you feel I do terribly is email marketing. I'm worried I'm not going to segment my list the right way, that I email them my, my list too much and that what I send is not aligned with what they signed up for. But let me tell you, after this conversation with Summer Oves, I feel a lot better. Summer is a, an email expert and we cover a lot of ground from setting up your welcome sequence to when you should sell to your list and how to segment. This is a mini masterclass in email marketing and it's one of my favorite episodes to date. So definitely sit back, relax and take notes. Plus in Build Something More, we talk about how Apple is changing the way we measure email marketing success. You'll be able to find all of the show notes for this episode over at howibuilt.it slash 241. Thanks to our sponsors, Text Expander and Nexus. And now let's get on with the interview with Summer. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips for small business owners. It's episode 241. Today's sponsors are Nexus and Text Expander, and I am really excited because today my guest is Summer Oves. We're going to be talking about uh, email audits and uh, email audits for e-commerce brands. Summer is an email conversion strategist at Emails Done Right. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll know that I am not doing my emails right at all. So I'm excited to talk to Summer. Summer, how are you today? I am very well. Thank you for having me, Joe. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show. A little uh, behind the scenes, how the sausage gets made. Uh, I saw Summer tweeted that she was looking to be on more podcasts. And so whenever someone tweets that, I check them out. And... Um, Summer happens to solve a problem that I am trying to solve at the moment. So perfect timing. I'm 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 grateful to whoever retweeted that. Maybe it was like uh it was either Jay Klaus or or someone, yeah. maybe Jason Resnick, someone like that. So whoever I think it was, it was. Jason. Uh, quite a few people did, to be honest. I was blown awesome. away by all the people retweeting, liking, um, grouching for me. Um, and that was just, I was blown away. So I thought when I sent out that tweet, I thought I'd book two or three. Um, I have ended up booking 14. Um, and That's the incredible. requests keep coming in. And I keep saying yes, because this is my dream come true. Like, I do want to speak on more podcasts. Yeah, this is great. And I mean, for, you know, for anybody listening, uh, going on podcasts is a great way to to raise awareness about what you do and establish expertise in certain areas. It's, you know, as long as you do it right, if you, if you just go on and talk about like your product and how people should buy your product, it's not going to work out. But, uh, if you show people, you know what you're talking about, I have hired people from hearing them on podcasts. So That's amazing. yeah, 
Yeah. So uh, this is great. Well, I'm very grateful to Jason Resnick. I'll link his episode of the show uh, in the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash 241. Uh, but first, let's talk about you, Summer. Who? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I am an email conversion strategist for SaaS and e-commerce brands. Um, and I have worked with companies like HubSpot, Drip, Pinterest to help um, help them with their emails, whether that's onboarding or retention. And so that's what I focus on on the SaaS side. On the e-commerce side, my focus and specialization is in lifecycle emails. So the lifecycle emails are the automated emails you get um, that a brand sets up, right? So when somebody signs up for your newsletter, what emails are they going to get? When somebody buys something from you, what emails are they going to get? So I build out all these email journeys for brands and then we execute Wow, that's that's amazing. So so let's talk a little bit about the the lifecycle emails, right? Because I think this is probably uh, f- for a little bit of background. People who listen to the show are mostly freelancers and small business owners. Many of them do client services. I suspect some of them also sell products. I happen to do a little bit of both, and so um, the the lifecycle emails is something we were talking in the pre-show uh, about how important they are because I. Uh, I'm a a web developer by trade. And so I set up my own LMS using WordPress. I connected ConvertKit to it to make sure like all my people were tagged or whatever. But I noticed that the way I configured my emails, and I did not test this myself, which is on me, um, people when they signed up, especially for the, my membership, they would get about 10 emails. The receipt, or the, the invoice or whatever, like the confirmation of payment, the account email, the welcome email, and then an email for every course that I offer because members are automatically enrolled in every course. Uh, mm-hmm. So luckily, it's like only eight courses for me. Oh, and then they would get an email from Castos about the, uh, the private podcast feed. So they were getting about 10 emails, which is a terrible first yeah. impression to make. Um, <laughs> So, so let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's say I'm, I'm setting up, uh, let's say I'm setting up my own e-commerce store to sell courses. Uh, I, I am trying to build my audience and I've built, I've, I've sold services for a little bit. So I have like a Twitter following. I have a small email list. What's my first step in, in setting up life, a, a life cycle email sequence? All right. So I'm, I would suggest that you take it from the top, right? And the okay. top starts from your website. What happens when somebody lands on your website? What offer are you making them? If, and, and, and that usually means the pop-up offer, right? The sign-up incentive to the newsletter. Usually it's for, for course creators um, or, or service-based businesses, it's usually some kind of a download or, or an email um, course uh, that dips out over the course of a week, right? Or something along those lines. That is your sign-up incentive. That is the offer that people are going to see when they land on your website. Right. And if you're building your audience, then your sole goal is to grow your email list. And so you make that offer as attractive as possible, but make sure that whatever promise you're making in that pop-up or your, in your offer, it carries through in the welcome email. Um, and so the first step is obviously sending the welcome sequence, right? Because if somebody's just signed up for your newsletter, now what are you going to send them? And the answer is a welcome sequence. Um, And this is where you start thinking, okay, what is the main goal of my welcome sequence? What do I want them to do um, after receiving my emails? Is it check out my courses? Is it contact me for services? Is it, do I want to sell a small uh, productized service that I want them to buy? 
you make that decision first and then you plan your emails, right? And so that happens. After that is then dependent on what you want them to do, then you move to the next step, right? So if you want them to buy your courses, then you need to decide, okay, what course are they buying? And what emails does that, when somebody buys that course, what emails do they need to receive next? So you're basically mapping out the entire email journey of your subscriber. So all the touch points where you want to give them information or have them make a decision, that all turns into emails or email sequences. So for courses, um, you know, it, it could be like a post-purchase, obviously. It could be also, um, if you find that somebody, and, and then also, Oh, I'm jumping ahead of myself, so I'm going to slow down a little <laughs> bit, right? Um, there's also the abandoned cart if you want to go that route. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there is then a sales sequence that goes out when somebody doesn't buy from your welcome sequence, right? Because as important as it is to plan for the conversions, it is equally important to plan for the non-conversions. Because, I mean, don't quote me on this, but at least 80% of your audience is not doing what you want them to do. They're not buying your courses. They're not clicking through on whatever you want them to do, right? So what are you going to do when the welcome sequence is over and they haven't bought your course or your productized service or whatever else you were um, sending, uh, you wanted them to do? So create a plan for that and then create an email sequence for that as well. Awesome. I'm... um for for those of you who are listening and can't see what I'm doing, uh, I'm kind of writing, like drawing a diagram. Usually I'm just taking notes in Evernote or Notion or whatever tool I happen to be using that week. Um, but uh, I'm actually like drawing out uh, some of the things that Summer's talking about here because um, I think I think the main takeaway here is start is the start with your goal, right? Start with why. Yeah. Why are you setting up this this email sequence? Um, and this is certainly a a mistake that I've made, right? Because I have I have the content upgrades, right? The fifty two uh, ideas for episodes, right? If you're a podcaster and you are struggling to come up with ideas, here is one for each week of the year, and then I just kind of get them into a generic sequence that doesn't really go anywhere. So maybe my follow up question here is. How soon is too soon to to pop the question? The question being, will you buy my course or whatever? Will you, how soon is, is too soon to sell to them? In the welcome email. <laughs> in, so, in the, in, yeah, okay, yeah, Don't cool. sell in the welcome email. And also yeah. just, um, here's the thing, right? So I would say conversion is a single event, but for that single event to take place, you need to offer your audience multiple opportunities. And that is where Mm -hmm. an email sequence comes in, right? It's a number of emails that go out. So maybe don't sell uh, in the welcome email, but there's no law that says that you cannot sell in any of the other emails, right? So this is a welcome sequence is a relationship building exercise almost. And so you're getting your audience familiar with you, you're building trust, you're establishing um, expectations, uh, and you're telling them about yourself, right? And then the last step, or even during any of these steps, you need to start talking about how you can help them. Because they don't really care about you beyond finding out, okay, who is Joe and what does he do? And But the last question is, how can he help me? So that is the one, the, that question is what your emails need to be focusing on. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. Look, 
I know what it's like to spend too much time managing your website instead of your business. In fact, the previous host for this very show made it harder for me to focus on creating content because I was always trying to fix some problem with my website, especially on new episode days. And that's why I switched to Nexus. With Nexus's managed WordPress hosting, I don't have any problems to fix because Nexus fixes them for me, usually before I even know about them. I don't need to worry about my site going down on new episode days or updates or backups. I don't even need to worry about plugin vulnerabilities. Nexus has me covered. That's why I can be so consistent. And now they have membership sites with WP Quick Start, a membership site especially if you're a creator or small business owner like me, can be a fantastic way to increase revenue. But there are too many moving parts for most people who just want to set something up and start making money. Membership sites with WP Quick Start does it all for you. That is great hosting. So check out Nexus today if you want a website and not a project. For a limited time, you can get 50% off your first six months. Just go to howibuilt.it slash nexus, N-E-X-C-E-S-S. That's howibuilt.it slash nexus for 50% off your first six months. Thanks so much for Nexus for being a sponsor of How I Built It. I've fallen into this too, right? Because, you know, you sign up for like, uh, an example is uh, Untuck, right? It's a great brand for button-down shirts for husky guys. Well, I guess for all guys, but they're, yeah. they fit me especially well. Um, they email me every single day with a sale. And so <laughs> I think that some people worry that they're going to, uh, that they don't want to sell to their audience too much. But the other side of that token is that I haven't unsubscribed from Untuck's emails, right? I just ignore them and then I'm like, oh, well, I mean, 50% off their fall collection, that sounds good. And I need new shirts, right? Um, so what, what would you say to somebody who says, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to sell too much to my audience? I would say, look at Untusk. They're doing a terrible <laughs> job at selling, but they're still doing it. <laughs> I mean, I have a fundamental problem with e-commerce brands offering discounts. Um, mm-hmm. and, I, and I get it. I work with a lot of small, newer e-commerce brands owned by women or uh, people of color, right? And so I get it. And I get that until until you're like, build, when you're building your list, when you're just starting out, up to 15,000 subscribers, I'm okay. I will not question you offering a, 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 a sale as a sign of incentive, right? But beyond that point, you need to start focusing on building relationships because you manage to... Um, by 15,000 subscribers, you've managed to build a customer base. Now it's time to start building a relationship with them. And and 15,000 is enough of a number to start seeing money from your emails, right? So think about value. What value can you provide? Is it free shipping over $30 or $50? Is it mm-hmm. free international shipping over $100? Um, and so um, is it a quiz? Right. So for apparel brands, sizing is a huge issue. I have never been able to order a jeans online that fit me the first time I ordered it. For mm-hmm. some reason, um, email, jeans, jeans buying is beyond me or for my at least my body type. Um, and mm-hmm. so I imagine it's, it's the same for clothes. It's the same for skincare brands. Right. So focus yeah. on your audience's biggest problem uh, or the friction they're feeling when they're buying from you. 
and then see how you can sort it out with an offer. That is not a discount. That is something else, right? So quizzes perform incredibly well. Uh, free shipping is great. Um, um, extra samples or a free gift is also wonderful. And I, and I share this example of my favorite, my favorite example, right? So the, I, I was working, uh, consulting with a brand and they had a free sample and it was a skincare brand. They had a free sample and people only had to pay shipping, which was maybe $7 or $14, I forget. Um, mm-hmm. And it was not converting. It was doing, it wasn't doing well at all, right? So we flipped the idea and we, instead of offering, a, asking people to pay for shipping, we put a price on the sample and we made the shipping free. And it started converting like crazy. Wow. So do you, you, do you think need it's, to, yeah, go ahead. Do you think it's because like at that point, the person that's skin in the game, uh, forgive my pun, I guess, yeah. but uh, it's, it's because they shelled out a little bit of money. So they were personally invested at that point. I think it was or, more to do with perception because when okay. you're giving away something for free, people don't value it that much, mm-hmm. especially if it's a product. Yeah. And so when we put a price on that uh, trial, um, that sample pack, people started taking it seriously. I love that. I love that. Um, and I, it makes sense, right? Because uh, how many free trials have you signed up for, have the listeners signed up for, for software as a service that then you just abandon later because probably because you never tried it, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to sign up because it's free and then I'm not going to use it. And then they're going to be like, well, let's extend Canva does this, right? Yeah. I I've, I paid for it for a little while. Now I use a different service called Design Pickle. And every so often they're like, hey, why don't we give you 30 more days of being a pro? And I'm like, great. I have a free month of this thing and I'm probably not going to pay for it afterwards anymore. Yeah, that so. happens. So this is where strategy comes in, right? So yeah. uh, And planning. So if you have somebody who was paying for you, for your service and is not anymore, um, instead of throwing a free month at them, reach out to them and ask what was, what made you stop paying for us, right? What made you subscribe, mm-hmm. unsubscribe? Um, because I believe in voice of customer research and qualitative data gives you insights into problems before they become problems. And so if you set up those emails and they, you don't have to do it manually, right? Just set it up. Somebody who um, cancels then send out an email to them. And, and if you really feel strongly about offering a 30-day thing, then yes, give them the option. Would you like 30 days off? Or if not, then will you please tell us um, mm-hmm. what made you stop using us? Gotcha. Yeah, I love that. That's like, I always want to know, well, I can guess now when people unsubscribe from my weekly email. Uh, but I, I always want to be like, I want to email them and ask them, but they've unsubscribed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, people who are unsubscribing from my weekly email are people who like signed up for a free giveaway like two years ago. Yeah. And then like, because like contests, maybe you can, uh, I guess you can either uh, tell me why, like why this is wrong or, or if, if my perception is right. But I suspect that giveaways are a terrible way to build your email list unless it's like a relevant giveaway. No, I agree. I agree because giveaways, people who are not even interested, everybody loves a giveaway. So those yeah. people who are not your target audience will sign up just because, yeah. you know, we, we like what he's giving away. Yeah, um, free stuff. Yeah. And so I feel like that's, that's a, almost a counterintuitive way of building your audience. 
Yeah. That's, that's, um, yeah, that's really good. Now that said, I'm like doing a giveaway right now, but it's not, it's to increase the subscribers on my YouTube channel. Like I reviewed yeah. a microphone and I'm giving away that microphone. Um, so I, this, my goal was not to build my list so they can get yeah, more. Absolutely. So medium also yeah. plays a huge yeah. role, right? So for YouTube, that's a brilliant strategy yeah. for emails. It's not so much. And the reason I say that is because you pay for subscribers. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you yeah. do a lot of giveaways and you grow your list massively, you're paying a, a significant portion of your list is not going to be your ideal audience. And then you're just paying for them. So it's an expensive yeah. misstep to make. Yeah. And that's that's a great point. And I guess while, while we're here, um, how, you know, I, I listen to like the deliverability podcast by um, ConvertKit and, and, uh, they always talk about cold subscribers and cleaning your list. Uh, how how often how often should you do that? I've heard there are strategies like, well, just send them an email and ask if they still want to be on the list or whatever. But like, I feel like, yeah, okay. The, they're, yeah. If they're not opening your emails, why would they open that one, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it depends on how fast your list is growing, right? So if your list growth is you know, you've got ads running, all of that, you're adding maybe 200, 300 people a day or a week, then you need to clean your list every six months, right? And okay. there are two schools of thought here. One is you create a re-engagement sequence and you send out an email encouraging them to, you know, click through or do something on your emails to show that they're still opening and reading, right? Open rates are gone now, so we need to focus yeah. on the clicks. So, um, the other is that if somebody hasn't opened your email for six months or three months, they're not going to start opening anytime right. soon, right? So just quietly take them off your list. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Because if you're actively growing your list, 80% of your um, attention needs to be on building a relationship with those warm subscribers. The cold ones, yes, it, you know, but it, an aging list is a reality that everybody who has a list beyond the one-year mark has to deal with and that's okay yeah. it's 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 people evolve people change life happens uh it's only natural unsubscribes aren't a bad thing so either you know encourage people to unsubscribe um or just clean them out if they haven't opened your emails yeah i i i think that's so great right and this is another point to the sales emails right if i sell out, i send out a sales sequence every so often and um, I used to like live and die by unsubscribes. And I'm like, people who are unsubscribing, I was paying for and were never going to buy from me. Like yeah. it was like a, it was a bad relationship that I'm glad to no longer be a part of. Absolutely. So now you mentioned uh, open rates are gone now. I would love to talk more about that and build something more uh, for as we record this iOS 15 just rolled out and I suspect it has something to do with that. Uh, so if you are not a member of the Build Something Club, you can sign up over at buildsomething.club for just five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. That will give you ad-free extended episodes early, as well as a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, does that sound good, Summer, to talk about that and build yeah, something more? Absolutely. Awesome. I'm real excited about that one because... Uh, just to tease, when that was announced uh, in June 2021, for those who are listening well into the future, there was a lot of doom and gloom around that announcement. Um, awesome. Okay, so we have, wow, we covered a lot of ground already. <laughs> um, so lifecycle emails. You mentioned um, the welcome sequence. 
you said don't sell in the welcome email, but by the end of the welcome sequence, right? Hey, if you liked what I'm talking about and you already have a podcast, but you want to improve it, check out my podcast audit, right? Or if you, uh, if you haven't launched a podcast, check out my podcast liftoff course. It's just 79 bucks to teach you how to launch a podcast, right? Um, so, so how does one get to know their audience? Because I've heard conflicting opinions on this. People like Brennan Dunn think that you should never use tags for anything, that you should always use custom fields. Um, Jason Resnick, who we were talking about in uh, earlier in the show, um, has this really interesting, um, not rubric, but oh, a naming convention for his tags. Uh, does it matter as long as you're getting to know them? Am I putting too much weight on getting to know my, my audience? Uh, what are your opinions on that? Absolutely not. Okay, so um, one thing. The best thing is to segment them when they're signing up, right? Okay. Your, it will slow down your list growth. There is no denying that. But the people who will sign up, who will take the time to select who they are within like your list, uh, when they're signing up, you'll be able to send them a much more personalized experience, right? But if you are not asking for that, if all you're asking is for the first name and the email or just the email, then, you know, you can ask them to self-segment in the welcome email. Mm-hmm. So the, what the welcome email does is it tells them, it gives, it delivers on the promise that was made in the pop-up box, right? And then it sets expectations on what's to come. And then you can do other things as well, as long as you're not selling, right? But yeah. uh, I want to circle back to that as well. The welcome email is the only one I re- recommend you don't sell it. Everything yeah. else, you can start hinting on your programs in other emails, right? So any value providing email that you hint at, at the, you can start linking to your products, even if you're not actively selling, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could say in, in the PS, hey, did you know that I have this thing about podcasts, um, a course? Um, check it out. Right. And before, so like start teasing the offer before you segue into hardcore selling. And remember that thing about offering subscribers multiple opportunities to buy from you. This is what, and that's why sequences are so perfect, right? You don't have to wait until the last email to make a sale. You can start mentioning it at different points throughout that sequence. Awesome. Uh, so, so this is really good information. Segment your audience when you sign up. This could be, could it be? Well, maybe I'm a maybe I'm a, a unique case, but I don't think I am. I have a couple of different offerings that are pretty discreet, right? So, like, uh, I have a course on how to use uh, the block editor in WordPress, right? And I have uh, a, a a content upgrade that's basically how to prepare for full site editing. Um, then I, I'm mostly moving towards the podcast space and I have a couple of content upgrades. So segmenting based on who picks those downloads, right? I'm probably not going to throw them both into the same bucket. Um, but then you say in, in your welcome sequence, right? You can, um, you can segment even more, right? So in the, in the welcome email for the podcast stuff, I could say, do you have a podcast? Do you want to launch a podcast? did you start and stop a podcast, right? That's a, yeah. that's a way for me to segment. Absolutely. Um, so how, how much should, how much information should I get? Should it be based on my offers or should it be based on just stuff I might want to know in the future? Um, so I fall on in, in the camp of getting to know your subscribers, right? Okay. What can, 
who are they? Because ultimately, we're making offers and courses for our audience. And if you don't know who they are, if you don't know what their problems are, then our offers might not convert as well. Um, And so the way I approach it is I want to know who you are. So when, when we're talking about the emails done right newsletter, I have three distinct audiences, right? So there are SaaS founders and marketers. They are e-commerce brands um, or they're marketing uh, people or they're copywriters, right? And so when I, like the welcome email is, mine is like, I'm a wordy person. So mine is like not your cookie cutter small one. It, it is, it is uh-huh. maybe three, 300, 350 words, right? But at the okay. end of it is is something along the lines of tell me who you are or like choose what describes you best or something along those lines, right? So it says I'm a SaaS founder or marketer. I'm an e-commerce brand. I'm a copywriter. And the fourth option is I have FOMO. Send me all your emails. Yes, now I remember what the question is. So the question is Ah. (laughs) choose what what you're most interested in so that I send you relevant emails. Yeah. That was the premise of me saying so, right? So... And I knew that these were the three uh, uh, people that I wanted to target. This was who the newsletter was for. Um, and so I started segmenting through that. And it really, really helped when I created a course on email strategy for copywriters, because then the launch emails are only going to the copywriters. The SaaS founders and the e-commerce brands are not getting those emails because that offer is not relevant to them. Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that makes, uh, that makes a ton of sense. Um, so my, my follow-up question now is you specifically segmented, uh, I have FOMO, send me everything. I have, I, I, like I said, I have some tags. Uh, I have some segments of my audience. Students is one members is another people interested in podcasting, people interested in WordPress more or less. Uh, but then I have a weekly email that goes out to everyone. The weekly newsletter is, is this a is this a misstep on my part? Should I be sending like maybe two different newsletters to no. the two? So okay. the weekly newsletter goes out to everybody. I follow the same okay. rule, right? Okay, great. Um, great. Unless my email is specifically for e-commerce, then I just suppress the SaaS people because I know it's not okay. relevant to them. Um, but gotcha. other than that, it's you know it goes out to everybody. And the reason I included I have FOMO, send me everything, is because those are my VIPs. Those people are mm. so interested in what I'm saying that they want to hear everything. Gotcha. And so if I want to, you know, do a little bit of market research for whatever course I'm making next or a service that I'm offering, I know that I can go to them. I can just email them and ask for help. Awesome. I Wow, that's so smart. Um, that's so smart. I love that. Uh, amazing. Um, okay, so now now I'm going to ask you, as we kind of come towards the end here, I do want, I mean, you've given us a ton of great advice. We're going to get to actionable tips. But my last question, uh, I'm asking for a friend. What if their uh, ESP and the way it's set up and their tags and their segments is just like a complete mess? They've got like dozens of tags uh, and maybe everybody's not properly tagged. Is this something that you see a lot and how can one fix it? Oh, okay. So I, if you open up my convert kit, you just described my situation, right? So yes, okay. I'm, I am I an feel email less person. Bad now. <laughs> yeah, I am an email person, but my zone of genius is email strategy and copy. I have made 
a mess of my ConvertKit account, right? And so on my to-do list is either migrate to another uh, ESP or hire somebody to clean it up. And honestly, if you have a profitable newsletter and you're selling, I would suggest you hire somebody to do this for you. Mm-hmm. If not, then I would suggest focusing on grouping your segments of tags into a segment. Um, and this is something that I recently learned because I'm preparing for my courses next launch. And so I realized that I have all of these different tags related to copywriters, right? So somehow at some point I must have set up uh, an email where people will, you know, if they click through to this, tag them as new copywriters or people who are interested in e-commerce or people who are interested in the course and all of that. So copywriters divided into 15 other tags. And so I turn mm-hmm. them into one segment. Okay. That way I'm sending the email, but I want something related to the copywriters. I'm choosing that segment instead of tags. Okay. Uh, that's I I did something very similar where for a while I was just like, every link they click on, tag them as interested in whatever. And I'm like, yeah. this is not great for me right now. Um, okay. So group, uh, group tags and group multiple tags into segments. Um, again, they'll, they'll self-select, right? If they, yeah. if, uh, so, and then, and then here's the other option, uh, or here's the other question I had, uh, regarding that. Um, Another email I send out weekly, right, is my live stream email, right? So it's basically every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Hey, just a reminder, I'm going live over on YouTube today at 11 Eastern time, blah, blah, blah. Just a reminder, the live stream, once it's done, is only available to members, blah, blah, blah. Um, If you don't want to get live stream emails, click here. Uh, And then they get filtered out, right? And I send it to the the full list minus no live stream. is that? I guess is this a workable strategy, or or do you think that most people? I guess am I at risk of seeing a lot of unsubscribes instead of people self segmenting? No. So this is a very smart strategy on your part because what you're doing is instead of them getting annoyed and unsubscribing, you're giving them the option: Hey, you don't have to receive these emails if you don't want to. Just click here. It's as simple as that. And so you're taking away the friction. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they will think, OK, so I, I still will get the valuable emails that are relevant to me. I just don't want to hear about the live streams. And that is fine. Um, it's something that I also do when I'm kicking off a launch in the first few emails. I mm. will always have these are course launch emails. If you don't want to receive them, just click here and I will. And, you know, you'll go back to receiving the weekly emails done right newsletter and nothing else. Awesome. Okay. That's a, that's a great idea. That's something to think about as well. Um, And then the last, the last bit about this is I've had, I've had my newsletter uh, or my ESP uh, email service provider for uh, people who like me like three weeks ago, didn't know that that was the proper acronym. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, I've had that, I've had ConvertKit as my ESP since like 2018 um, I've got, you know, I hover around 1200 subscribers or whatever. Um, w- is it too late for, would it be, um, a strange move for me to kind of do a, I don't know, re-welcome sequence right now? Like, Hey, you've been on the list. Um, maybe I only do it for people who subscribed before like 2020. Here are the things I'm focusing on now. Click the one you're most interested or click this to stay, keep things as normal. You have all the right ideas, Joe. But I would say that um, filter out everybody 
who signed up in the past six months and then sent okay. it to everybody else. Okay. Right? Because like awesome. people have small attention spans and they tend to forget. Um, and so, you know, one of the smartest things we can do as marketers is let people know that we understand that, you know, people people's situation and interests change all the time and that it's totally okay to unsubscribe because there's um, the more we encourage it, the more we normalize it. And it's, and as mm-hmm. I said, unsubscribes are a good thing. Um, yeah. it, it, you know, it's a good thing for your stats. It's a good thing for your deliver deliverability. Um, and also it just exudes confidence as a marketer. This episode is brought to you by text expander in our fast paced world. Things change constantly and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. Unsubscribes are a good thing. That's like probably the the name of this uh, the name of this episode, I would think. And and thanks that that um, I'm I'm appreciative that you've confirmed all of these ideas because again, I think that I and other people probably are worried about emailing our list too much, which is wild, right? Like if someone, like if I guess if I give, if I give my phone number to somebody, I don't expect they're only going to call me or text me like once a week. I expect that they'll call me and text me when they have something to tell me. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, Okay. So as, as we wrap up the the main show here, uh, I do like to offer one or two actionable tips for small business owners. Uh, This could be 
around a particular tool or, or, or maybe where to get started? If someone is, um, has listened to this and they're like, yes, this all sounds great. Where do I start? What would you tell them? Oh, I'm going to say, start trying, start doing. So, um, I have this phrase that my, um, coach told me, do the damn work. <laughs> and so do the work, right? It's easy. And then, and then like implement fast, discard fast, try something. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't discard it fast. Um, what this will do is it'll help you move forward, right? So every little thing that you are discarding or trying will either move you forward or keep you where you are. And whatever's keeping you where you are, you know that it's not working. I can, now it's time to try something else. So don't, just because somebody very popular has said, this is going to work, this is the way, all of that, and you try it, and then you keep trying it for months because that person has said it'll work. And maybe I'm just doing something wrong. You are not doing something wrong. If Your audience could be different. Your offers could be different. So if it's not working for you, move forward, try something else. This is such an amazing thing to drive home. And the person that when you said, maybe somebody popular is saying, do this because it works. Uh, I've learned a lot from him. So this is not like a dig at him, but Pat Flynn is that person for me. The guy has been in the game for a long time, obviously is doing something right. But now when he, he's like, I launched this YouTube channel. If you want to launch this like me and grow like this, do these things. He's got, he's already, he already has an audience of millions. So whatever he does is, is probably going to work out for him. Whatever he launches, I should say. Um, I suspect that there are people who subscribe to his, uh, it's called Deep Pocket Monsters. It's like a Pokemon card channel. Uh, I suspect that there are people who subscribed who had no interest in Pokemon before that. So um, I love that. Just because someone popular or someone famous is doing it and recommends it doesn't necessarily mean it will work for you. And that's not your fault. Absolutely. Amazing. I was going to also ask you, I always ask this question, do you have any trade secrets for us? I feel like you just gave us a really <laughs> good one though. Yeah, yeah, but I have another one. And it's something yes, that I awesome. tell to everybody who is just starting out and is feeling unsure and is not sure what to do with this, right? Say yes first, freak out later. So, <laughs> and, and this, I feel like this is, applies especially to maybe women because mm-hmm. um, there's a study out there that says, you know, in a job description, if a man feels like he's qualified for 50% of it, he will apply. Whereas women won't, even if they qualify for 80% of it, right? Or something along those lines. I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to look up that study. But yeah. so for women, I always say, say yes first, freak out later. Because saying yes first gives you that time to freak out and then figure it out. Oh, that's so good. That's, that's, I like that. Um, because you're right. You're kind of jumping into the deep end, right? When you say yes. Uh, you're at least believing in yourself uh, exactly. to 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 figure it out. So, and, um, and I want to give a like yeah. a dis, like a caveat here that I don't mean yeah. you say yes to something that you that is not relevant to your field or that you've never done. Right? I would right. not say yes to starting a podcast mm-hmm. without you know because I have no yeah, idea. You should- you're, you're really good at this. Though. I'll, just go, I'll just tell you, this has been a great conversation. So. So I'm good at like being on podcasts because I'm socially awkward. Right. And I, so somebody <laughs> asking me questions and me having to respond is great. It's the perfect medium yeah. for me. But if you ask me to hold a discussion, 
mm-hmm. right? And and I won't be able to do that, right? So that that is a muscle that I haven't built yet. But anyway, so um, when I say say yes for speak up later, I mean related to your field. I mean related to your work. Yeah, that's. I think that's a really good caveat, right? If somebody asked me to like perform brain surgery today, I'm not going to say yes and then figure it out or whatever. Uh, your your example was a lot better because it's like plausible, right? That somebody would say start a podcast. So I guess if if somebody asked me to uh, to like build a e-commerce site from scratch or whatever, I'd probably not do that from scratch or build a payment gateway. Um, but if somebody asked me to build a WooCommerce site. I'll say yes and think about it. Freak out later. Um, that's cool. I'm just going to have my editor edit out that whole part and le- and end on your point because it was way better. Uh, <laughs> Summer, this has been amazing. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. As a reminder to the audience, uh, if you are listening to Build Something More, we're going to talk about how open rates are gone now thanks to iOS uh, and macOS. Um, and if you are not listening to Build Something More, but you're like, I really want to know, sign up. Uh, and you can get, actually, you can get all the show notes that we've talked about and the ones we're about to mention and sign up for the membership uh, over at howibuilt.it slash 241 summer. If people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Okay. So my website, summerwest.com, which is where I, uh, which is the site you go to if you want to work with me, if you have a SaaS or e-commerce brand and you want to work with me. But if you want to hear more about emails um, and my um thoughts and ideas on it, then go to emailsdoneright.com. I pick an email fight every Wednesday. So I think about emails a lot differently. And I like, it started out as a normal newsletter, right? But my, like every time I would write and send out a newsletter, it would turn into a bit of a fight because I challenged the status quo. Um, And so the unofficial tagline of emails done right is picking an email fight every Wednesday. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to sign up for this right now. Emails done right. I'm signing up as we speak. Um, if you, if that sounds insanely interesting to you, and it should, um, because who doesn't love the drama of, uh, <laughs> of picking an email fight? Um, you know, that's why I like landing page takedowns are so popular, right? Yeah. Um, if that sounds interesting to you, and it should, you can find all of that and everything we've talked about over at uh, howibuilt.it slash 241 Summer, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been amazing. Thank you for having me. And thank you, everybody listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Text Expander and Nexus. Uh, Stick around for Build Something More if you can. Uh, And until next time, get out there and build something.